up, guys? This is Amber. And this is Derek with Quad State Paranormal. This is our Spirit Guides podcast, episode number eight. Number eight. And it's been a couple of weeks since we've done anything, and we apologize. Mm-hmm. But we've you had some. Tell them why? We've had some issues <laughs> uh, the last couple of weeks. Uh, one, we had a snake in our air conditioner unit outside we had to take care of, so we didn't get to record then. And then we had issues with our freezer. And I, anybody that knows you <sighs> knows that you hate snakes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I do not do snakes. So, I went outside to check because I opened the back door to let the dog out and the air conditioner unit was going bam, bam, yeah. bam. I mean, really like bad. like shaking back and forth. So <laughs> I went over, you know, I told her to run up and turn off the the breaker or whatever. And we turned it off and I went out there just to check to make sure something didn't get stuck in there. Sure enough. I just loved the look on your face though. When you came back in. Oh like, man. You're like, there's a humongo snake in there. <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty good size, yeah, but was. I mean, apparently it got inside the AC How unit. How it got in there, I don't know, because it was a pretty good size snake. Yeah, and uh, you know, it, unfortunately for well, luckily for it, <laughs> it uh, you know, I guess was in there whenever the blades kicked back on, and that was the end of that. Yeah. So and, broke uh, the snake, didn't break the AC. Nope, the, AC's the running AC fine. Is still going good. So that's a plus. But then we had freezer issues. Oh. But it's okay. We're back on track now. Yeah, we're trying to get back on track. You know, that was a couple of weeks of not so much fun. But we're dedicating this episode to dads because it's Father's Day. Yep, Father's Day. Uh, You have the, uh, like I have the paranormal side of it, and you have the uh, worst dad of the year awards. Yeah, we're going to, yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. At the end, we'll just decide which one was the worst. Yeah, we should do that. So, you know, like I said, happy Father's Day to all the awesome dads out there. Happy Father's yep, Day, happy babe. Father's Day. Yep, thank you. And thank happy you. Father's Day to, you know, all the, you know, my my dad and... Uh, yep, and my dad and yep, everybody's dad, I guess. And so. so, yeah. We're, like we said, today's... Day, blah, 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 blah. Today <laughs> is Father's Day, so we're kind of dedicating I, this one to... I do want to do a shout-out, though, for our anniversary, which we celebrated that last week on the 15th. It yep. was our two-year wedding two anniversary. Two-year wedding anniversary. Uh, best two years of your life. Of course. And my life, too. <laughs> <laughs> I start to say. Uh, we have been together a lot longer than that, but just married for two of those years. Yep. Um, Many more to come. Yes, definitely. Many more fun adventures. But, you know, like we were saying, let's go ahead and jump into this because it is Father's Day and I got grilling to do. So, yeah, you got grilling and I got to make some cheesecakes. <laughs> Yay. Cheesecakes. No bake. I can make a cheese, a real <laughs> cheesecake, but the no bake kinds are a lot easier. So oh, that's yeah. what I'm going to oh, do. Yeah. Well, uh, like we said, we're going to keep this one dedicated to dads. So here we go. Okay. So mine is actually a visit from a grandpa. Uh, and I, these are not my stories. They're just ones I found. So I'm just going to, I'm just reading them how I found them. My husband's father passed away several years before my son was born. He died from the flu, and my husband had always felt guilty because he had been the one to share the sickness with him. We never talked to our son about his grandpa, but one morning he woke and said, Daddy, Papa Don wanted me to tell you he's doing fine. We asked him to describe, describe his grandpa, and he did so to a T, despite never having seen a photo of him. He said he was standing by a fast car with a cloud of smoke around him. This made perfect sense because my father-in-law raced sports cars and smoked heavy all his life. Um, so this, this story actually, it's a collection from a lady who wanted 
paranormal stories from children. Mm-hmm. So she put out a thing on the internet and moms responded. Oh, gosh. I wonder if she ever had an experience then. I don't yeah. know. But this doesn't say how old the kid was. And I just want to know how that kid never saw a picture of his grandpa before. Yeah. Um, it could be, you know, he just, he probably saw a picture of him, just didn't know who he was. Um, I mean, I'm assuming that uh, this kid didn't, like, maybe the grandpa passed away before he was born. He did. Okay. I couldn't Several remember. years, because it said that. Okay. It said he passed away several years before my son was born. Okay. Huh. Yeah, it is interesting then. Why? Yeah. I never knew my grandpa's. Well, one of them died could be... way, way, way before I was born, and the other one died. Oh, um, and this I could had, be. I, I had met him once, but I was too young to remember. What was the it? The other one. What was it that uh, the kid said the grandpa said? He wanted me to tell you he's doing fine. So that's comforting. Yeah, yeah. Well, I started to say maybe it was one of those things where the you know father son had a fallout or something. They didn't talk to each other for years, so it's just grandpa's never been brought up, and you know. But oh, it, could be. Uh, but. With, with him that. saying he's doing fine, that, to me that sounds like they probably had a father-son relationship. Yeah. Um, and he was just letting his son know, hey, I'm doing okay. Yeah. So That'd be yeah. comforting. Yeah, that is comforting. Okay, well, my first story, you know, like I said, or like we said, we're going to uh, find out which one of these gets the worst dad of the year award. All right. Um, Let's we're gonna first we're, one. We're going to start off with uh, uh, Marcelano... De Jesus Martinez. That's a long name. That's a name. Yeah. Okay. At first, it seems sweet. A father who wants to see his little girl get married. Only his daughter was a genuine little girl of 14. And she didn't get engaged so much as sold. Listen to this list. (laughs) Uh, She was sold for $16,000, 160 cases of beer, 100 cases of soda, 50 cases of Gatorade, two cases of wine, and six cases of meat. Yes, meat. <laughs> uh, worse, um, her attended didn't come through with the stuff he was supposed to provide for this 14-year-old. So what did Martinez do? Did what any father would do. Called the cops. <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> Uh, the husband-to-be was charged with, uh, statutory rape. Uh, he skipped the wedding and went straight to wedding night, I guess. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, he won't have to worry about, because, uh, he'll have plenty of company in prison. <laughs> um, but the dad was also jailed, oh, as he should be. <laughs> because I assume the girl was not okay with that. Um, I'm a, I am 100% and she's sure. she's 14 he anyway, right, so, I yeah. mean, you can't. Yeah. Yeah. Does it say how old? It didn't ever say how old the guy was. No, like it didn't. The, um, it didn't say how old he was. Um, but they actually did go through with the wedding. Like that? Actually, no. Oh, okay. No. All right. No. The, um, he he didn't get the stuff. I don't even think a fourteen-year-old could get married. But that's a. I'm assuming it could be well, like in a different. The country? bigger question is where did he get a hundred cases of soda? Because I can't go to the damn store and find <laughs> one case of soda. Every time I go, they're out of what I want. Somehow he was able to get a hundred of them. Well, technically, I guess he didn't because he didn't come through on his end. So, but yeah. So when you find your sodas, you have to stock up. I'm telling you, man. They don't <laughs> that Coke Zero stuff. Everybody's drinking it now. But uh, 
yeah, so there's candidate number one, I guess. Yeah, yeah that's pretty that's gross. <laughs> <laughs> so my next story is about a dad who just did not want to leave. This lady writes that her dad passed away December of 2005. He was 67 and seemed healthy, considering he was a heavy smoker. When he was taken to the hospital, he told us he knew he wasn't coming home. He had already laid out his suit that he wanted to be buried in, along with his will. And That's the depressing. Yeah, I know, right? The lady said, I told him he was being silly and he'd be home soon. At the hospital, the doctors performed an emergency bypass surgery. They performed the surgery and said it went well, but he never woke up. He only lived for two days after. A few weeks later, we were at my mother's house for Christmas. My parents loved Christmas and still treated us as though we were children. There were tons of presents. My sister-in-law and nephew were elected to play Santa. I was taking their picture in front of the Christmas tree. And in the curtain behind the tree, you can see the perfect image of my dad's silhouette in the picture. Since that night, we can hear him upstairs walking around in his bedroom and his TV will come on and there is no one upstairs. I also have smelled smoke in the living room by his recliner where he watched TV and smoked after supper. My kids say when they spend the night with my mother that my dad tells them good night, and then you can hear him going upstairs to bed. It scares them and they don't like to go over there anymore. As time goes on, more things are beginning to happen in the house. He was the only one that went upstairs and since his death, we rarely go up there for any reason. On occasion, we have went up there to go to the attic and his toilet will flush and no one is in there. So the lady writes, she asks, uh, should I just leave him, let him be? Or is there anything I can do to help him move on? Somebody did respond and said um, that he'll more than likely pass over to the other side whenever he finds out that the family's going to be okay. Huh. So he had his, but his room and everything was in the attic? No, I guess it was just upstairs, and they would go upstairs to get to the attic. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. I would hope that's what they meant. Maybe he was just like, I'm getting away from these crazy people. I mean, he built him a spot in the attic. I do but, like those lofty-looking yeah, rooms. Yeah, that's what I was upstairs. picturing. Like, those are cool. Um, But, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, that would just be one of those places, really. I'd just have to investigate because cigarette smoke, anything, you know, that soaks into everything yeah very so true. if he smoked going upstairs it could be you know cigarette smoke in the walls so as you're walking up those stairs you can smell it i'm sure you can, if he smoked in the house you smell it everywhere right um you know yeah but getting into you know the kids hearing somebody say good night or something that uh you know it could be either them just from hearing stories probably or you know maybe he is there maybe mm -hmm. he is saying good night to him and but at least if that if that is who they think it is you know there's nothing to worry about if he's just there watching over him of course it's kind of hard to tell kids that right because that would be a, a little creepy for him actually that'd be creepy for anybody i'm not gonna lie i mean you know is it is it the spirit of their grandpa or is it some demonic entity trying to portray that to took be a weird time? Their grandpa. I mean, <laughs> it happens. 
happens. Well, it could happen. Yeah. Zach Bagans. <laughs> I'm trying to play tricks on you. But it, uh, yeah. Well. You're in a vulnerable. Well, I, well, I don't know how long it had been. Yeah. I guess I, it had been a long time since he passed anyway. Because I'm like, well, if it was just shortly afterwards, you're already in a vulnerable state. And. Okay, yeah, let's get off this subject. <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> There's a lot more things I could go into with this that I'm not going to. All right. So, real quick before you get into your next story. Okay. When I was a teenager, my mom and I, we had talked about if one of us died and came back, how we would know that it was actually us that they were communicating with. Like, okay, if you came gotcha. back like as a, a ghost. Like a secret know? word or something? We did have a secret word. Um, my mom picked it out. It okay. was... Macaroni head. Macaroni head. Macaroni head. This was going to be our code word for if one of us died and came back, we would use that code word so the other one would know it was really us, really me or her, you know. Uh, You know what I'm talking about. Um, (laughs) And again, I didn't pick it out. My mom did. A couple years ago, I was talking to her about it. She had no clue. No clue what the code word was. So it's like, you picked it out. Wow. It was like a lot of good that would have done. Right. So we're going to have to come up with a new code word. I already have one. Astastic. That's what we're <laughs> that's using. What our code that's is? what okay. we're going to use. All right. Astastic. <laughs> All right. That sounds good. We can definitely use that. All right. Um, moving on. This one's, uh, well, I'll just read it and you'll see. In 1965, a wealthy banker named John List moved his, fa- moved his family to New Jersey. List had a seemingly uh, perfect life. Uh, the deeply religious man had three kids, a mansion, and a loving wife. This all came crashing down uh, relatively soon. List's uh, wife had an untreated case, had con- contracted an untreated case of syphilis that turned her into a recluse, and by 1971, List had lost his bank job. After spending days in a train station to avoid telling his family he had been fired, List decided that he had to kill his family in order to save them. Yeah, because that makes perfect sense. Right, yeah. <laughs> Good girl. If they were dead, his reasoning went, they would never have to go on welfare. Okay. <laughs> they would never know uh, that List couldn't protect and care for them, nor, he believed, would they ever turn away from God? On November 9th, 1971, he sent his children off to school where he loaded two handguns and walked into the kitchen where he shot his wife from behind and then shot his mother in the head while she ate breakfast. List uh, ran errands at the bank and the post office, made calls to the kids' school explaining that they would be absent for several weeks because of a family trip, and he ate lunch. As soon as his kids came home from school, he killed them too. Though, through uh, see through a a letter he wrote of a confession, uh, Liz decided to flee the house. It took authorities almost a month to discover the bodies. It was only after all the light bulbs in the house burned out that a neighbor alerted police. Uh, List relocated to Colorado, where he changed his name and remarried. Uh, he was caught. He was not caught for another eighteen years. Oh wow! 
until a neighbor recognized him on an episode of America's Most Wanted. In 2002 interview uh, with Connie Chung, Liz tried to explain why he didn't kill himself. He said, it was my belief that if you kill yourself, you wouldn't go to heaven. Hopefully, um, my family would go to heaven and maybe I would have a chance to later confess my sins to God and get forgiveness and I would see them again. Liz died in prison in 2008. Well, first off, he had a mistress in Colorado to begin with. You know, because he said he got remarried. Yeah, like, it's a, he, like years later. Well. He relocated to get away relocated. from. He relocated. He probably had that mistress oh all God. along, and that's why he killed his family in the first place. You know, that's what happened. Uh, that's what happened. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah. I think that's worse than the other one. Yeah, that he's, one, he's I mean, he killed everybody. So far. Yeah, he killed everybody, so. All right. Okay, so yeah, that would, right now, would be my top, <laughs> the top winner so far. Yeah, number one. All right, so what do you got next? Okay, so how creepy would it be if you had just lost a loved one and you saw them at their own funeral? Wow. This is what this one lady claims happened. She says that her father appeared at his own wake after he passed away from hypothermia. When I was at his wake, I was standing in front of my older sister. I was looking towards the casket when I had the urge to look behind me. To my surprise, I saw my father standing with his arms folded across, across his chest. He was wearing the leather vest that I now have hanging in my closet. It was him. She also claims to have had many dreams where her father tells her he's okay. Huh. I think I say huh every time. I don't know. That would be, <laughs> I mean. I've heard of stories. Did she just, was she just cool and calm when she seen him? Did she ask anybody else if they saw him? Yeah, I've heard uh, stories uh, where people, you know, have seen relatives not even necessarily the person that passed away but um, other relatives that have passed away at other family members oh, funerals okay. yeah so um yeah so you know in the world of paranormal i mean that's a possibility i have a creepy story okay it does not it's kind of sort of goes along with this okay i'm not going to say the person's name but um it's it's been a story in my family. Uh-huh. Uh, I won't use the person's name, and I hope she really doesn't mind me using this, and I don't think she even listens. And she probably would. She might not be listening to the podcast. Um, well, that's sad. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so this lady was a kid at the time, and when she got up the next morning, she asked her mom why, their, why her grandma had come to visit. And her mom was just surprised and was like, no, like she wasn't here. And the girl was like, yeah, she was. I saw her, I think, in the kitchen or saw her wherever and even explained what she was wearing. I think it was like a blue flowy dress or something, right? Well, they had got, ended up getting the call. Like the mom was like, no, she was not here. Your grandma was not here. Well, I think they ended up getting a call that day that that girl's grandma had died. Oh, wow. And then at the funeral service, 
when the girl went up to the casket, like she just started screaming because she was wearing the blue, I'm pretty sure it was blue flowy dress, the blue flowy dress that she had seen her in the day wow. before she died. That's a crazy hey, story. That's a, that's a kind of a, yeah, like, hmm, yeah. Um, like, you know, having a premonition kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, very creepy. I've, you know, I've, and that's another thing, you know, I've heard stories of people not knowing that either family members have passed away or whatever, but, you know, they'd be in their room or at home or something and they see them mm-hmm. and they're like, I'm pretty sure that was so-and-so. And then you find out two days later or a day later or whatever that they had passed yep. away. Um, so, yeah, I mean, those, there's a lot of those stories mm-hmm. out there. Um, and that seems to be a reoccurring thing in the paranormal world. Um, I yeah, had a similar story be. on one of our earlier podcasts about that too. Yeah. About the man who seen his mom. Yeah, and yeah, he yeah. Went to visit her, and then she ended up dying. He ended up dying. Yeah. yeah, but that was, yeah, it's because she was actually alive when. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. Okay, my next one. Uh, you know, it happens to a lot of guys. One day you're running around without a care in the world. The next day you realize, man. I have 21 children with 11 different women. <laughs> oh, this poor dude. Uh, Wait, said, that's really true? You yeah, got 21 kids? We're, we're talking about Desmond Hatchet. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, he's from the great state of Tennessee. Um, it says, uh, this 29-year-old didn't set out uh, to set any kind of records. It just happened. <laughs> just happened. Yeah. But, uh. Um, let's see. Resolved to he he resolved to care for him the the best he could. Uh, the court found his uh, you know that he needed to pay child support was roughly translated into two dollars and fifty cents per child per week. Oh wow! Um, as well as other non uh, finan- you know to help out in other non financial ways. Um, he does say, though, he insists that he does know every one of their names and every one of their ages. <laughs> um, I doubt that. Yeah. Uh, he, he's uh, decided to stop breeding, which is a good That's thing. That's a good, good idea. Yeah. Um, because, uh, you know, the state of Tennessee has been forced to help take care of his flock now. Wow. Um, and the taxpayers pretty much want him castrated. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that, that was all that they told about him, but I thought that was a uh, man. He'd be 20... celebrating birthdays every month. Good God, a yeah. Times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, twenty-one kids with eleven different women. Does he in fact hold a record? You know, I should have looked that yeah, up. You should. No, I did not look that up. <laughs> but man, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm just gonna leave that alone. Yeah. Oh, that's funny though. <laughs> <laughs> my next story it doesn't have to do with the dad that had 21 kids <laughs> it has to do with the dad that has two kids oh and it's not, just a little bit less it's not so much about the dad well kind of but more so for the kids so after moving in after moving into a condo in san diego a brother and sister had the fright of their lives when they had a run-in with something that was pretending to be their father their dad wasn't dead. He was just out at work. 
One day we were playing with our toys in, on the stairs. We were being a little loud that day and our mother had already asked us to keep the noise down. We had chosen to ignore her and all of a sudden, while I was on the bottom step, I looked up and saw what looked like my dad upstairs at the top step. He slowly put his index finger over his lip and let out a shh sound. I think I fell into a state of shock and started screaming. The doppelganger of my father just smiled at me. Okay, so have you ever had any experiences with doppelganger ghosts? No. Okay, I have. That was one of my first paranormal experiences. And I was a kid. I was pretty young at the time. Um, when I was a kid, my mom would go into her, her bedroom and like read. And we would always go in there and bug her. Mm -hmm. And she would pretend like we were on a boat. You know, we'd like go and sit on the bed and she'd pretend like we were on gotcha. a boat surrounded. Yeah. You know, like we'd do silly stuff right, like that. Yeah. And it was fun. But I was in the kitchen. I was at the kitchen table drawing or something. And I saw my mom walk by. So I was following. I thought she was going to go read. So I was following her into her room. And my dad was following her too. Like me and my dad both saw my mom going into her room. But when we went in there, she was not there. We checked the closets. We checked the windows. Like, you know, we thought she was playing a trick on us. So, we thought she had snuck out the window and came in through the living room door. Because we went back in the living room. She was in the living room. So you were not right behind her when you walked in? Oh, the yeah. Room? We were, like, really close behind her. I saw her walk by. So I got up out of the kitchen chair and was following her into the room. So you went into the room with her? Well, she had already got to the room. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So you wasn't right behind her then? No, but I wasn't far behind. But when I got in the room, she was not Did in you the see room. her disappear? No. I just assumed when I got in the room, she was going to be there. And she wasn't. Huh. And I would say, I know a lot of... Was she home at the time? Yeah, she was in the living room. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, me and my said, dad, both, gotcha. we were looking for her. We were checking the closet. Yeah. And we even checked the window because we thought, you know, maybe somehow she could have. But we knew she couldn't have because it's like she well, wouldn't yeah, have Well, yeah, if you time. were that close to she her, She wouldn't yeah. have time to have gotten out the window, so... Yeah, that's why, that's why I was asking... Uh, because you had said you checked the window, so I was wondering how far behind her you were. Um, because if you were just following her right in there, there's no way she would have had time. And I think... To even hide in the closet, I wouldn't think. I know people can have hallucinations. So, I mean, that would have been an explanation. But me and my dad would not have both had a, a hallucination of my mom at the same exact time. Yeah, that's crazy. But I know my mom sees doppelgangers of me a lot. Anytime that she, like, if she's, like, just calling or, like, just, like, out of the blue and she tells me to be very careful, um, yeah. I know, like, I'm like, okay. I know she's saw, told me. So you saw me today? Yeah, I know she's told <laughs> me a couple of stories, you know, where stuff like that's happened. I remember one day I was painting the kitchen in an old house that I had, and I was on a ladder, and her and my dad came over. And, I mean, it was, they didn't really come over that often, but they did come over that day and was just, like, Kind of an unexpected visit. I'm like, hey, yeah. you know, what's going on? And she's like, ah, nothing. Just be very careful. And she made me promise that I would not get on that ladder anymore that day. So, like, I knew. I'm like, oh, she saw my doppelganger ghost today. So, she, you know, she wants to make sure I'm careful. But yeah. Man. They say if you, uh, if you see yourself, if you see a doppelganger ghost of yourself, it's supposed to mean you're going to die. I don't believe that, <laughs> but 
that's uh, one of those little um, superstitious things, I guess. Oh, yeah. If you see yourself, you're going to die. Huh. I've never seen myself. I'm going to have to look, research into that. Um, and again, and see what I can find out. you know, I'd say that they could be, you know, just hallucinations, but I thought it was really weird that me and my dad. You thought, and your dad. Yeah. yeah at the same time. At the time. same time. Yeah. All right. My next one is kind of short, but we're going to talk, go back, you know, a few years. Uh, we're going to talk about a Genghis Khan. All right, let's hear it. Um, you know, in a way, I guess you could say he's all of our bad dads. <laughs> <laughs> um, because they say around one in every 200 men living today is a direct descendant oh, wow. <laughs> from Genghis Khan. <laughs> um, he's said to have caused up to uh, 40 million deaths. Uh he left a huge footprint in history. Um, 40 million deaths? Yeah. The ultimate absent father. Most of the most of his offspring would never even guess that they're related to him or even know who he is. In fact, after his death, no one was entirely sure even what he looked like or where he was buried. Um his official heirs, meanwhile, were raised uh, to follow in his vengeful footsteps, conquering Eastern Europe, uh, the Middle East, and the rest of China. Uh, Khan's last official ruling descendant was finally was uh, let's see, it's, it was finally I'm trying to find the date. Yeah, I was going to ask when it was. See, the official ruling descendant was in 1920. Um, but, uh, I mean, 1920, and he was alive from 1162 to August 18th of 1227. Okay. So, but um, another thing I read said that 0.5% of the world's population is a direct descendant in his bloodline. Okay, so he beats out the the dad to 21. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I would say so. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, you know, that's history. You can look that yeah. up. That's, you know, I actually got this from, uh, you know, history.com. But uh, because I wanted to just throw him in there because I knew that that one was a was a big one. I'd always heard stories. I think we've seen a documentary that he was, you know, that yeah, was yeah, discussed they, him. They, oh my gosh, I cannot talk today. Yeah, they <laughs> they did some kind of statue or something. I don't remember, but um, but yeah, he's a uh, with all the women that he they did a statue raped of or him. something. They had a uh, why would they have a statue the, of him with again what I was saying with all of the women and stuff that he raped. You know, because he was supposed to be this big tyrant or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, so very busy man. (laughs) This story is called the cemetery sighting. This lady writes, my son was around two at the time. We were driving past the cemetery when he said, look, mama, dead people. Yes, darling, I responded. Kids, he continued, matter of factly. And sure enough, we were passing by the children's section. Curious, I asked if the kids were happy or sad. 
Happy, Mama, he said. They are running around that daddy. All I saw was a man standing alone with his head dropped. It warmed my heart, honestly. Wow. That's kind of a good one. Yeah, but on this story, I didn't think there was... I mean, I guess it could have been... Well, that wouldn't make sense either. We have no idea what you're thinking right now. (laughs) Well, all I'm thinking of is, are cemeteries separated from adults? And I thought that most kids were just buried around I guess it just depends on the cemetery. I don't think there's a certain... Uh, a certain area somebody has to be buried. Yeah. Um, it could be, you know, some kind of the way the church set it up. Maybe. Children are buried here, adults over here. I mean, it could be just wherever. Yeah, it could be. I think did that it one's say, sad, though. Did it, and it, did it say it was a children's cemetery? Well, it said when he, when the boy said kids... And sure enough, we were passing by the children's section. So apparently they were driving by a cemetery and it was the children's section. Huh, yeah. (laughs) That's why I was thinking that was kind of weird that they would be separated from adults. Yeah, I don't know. I just thought you... Could just be, uh, like I said, just maybe the way the cemetery's laid out. Yeah, maybe. that's, That's sad, though. Yeah, that is. Um, My next one... We're going to go back a little bit, a couple of years, uh, to uh, 37 B.C. <laughs> a couple of years. Oh. You already know I know nothing about it because I know nothing about history. So let's hear what you uh, got. Well, we're going to talk about uh, Herod the Great. Okay. Or should be called Not So Not Great. Not So Great. Um, Herod the Great served as king of Judea around 37 B.C., a suspicious and paranoid person, Herod, used execution as a tool uh, to anyone he thought might be plotting against him. His life was a web of intrigue and betrayal. Uh, Herod w- worried constantly that his wife, Miriam, was either plotting to kill him or committing adultery. So he just had her executed. Oh, okay. Um... More than 20 years later, he still hadn't gotten over the feeling that his family was out to get him, so he slaughtered more of them. I mean, who wouldn't? (laughs) Uh, Next to go were the sons he had by Miriam, um, which was two of them, whom he suspected might try to revenge their mother's death. The pair were convicted and executed for treason without even a hearing. Uh, With his stepsons, or stepbrothers out of the way, what step what? Oh, I guess I need to finish reading the sentence. With his stepbrothers out of the way, Herod's other son uh, thought his path to the throne was clear. Even though Herod was deathly ill at the time, his paranoia once again was thriving. So what'd he do? He had that guy killed too. <laughs> um, upon hearing of Herod's habit of killing off his heirs, the Roman Emperor Augustus said, it is better to be such a man's swine as his son. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah I, I mean, that's, that's uh, apparently you're better off just being, mm-hmm. you know, a pig or whatever than being this dude's son because he'd just kill you off for no reason. Yeah, I don't think I would have even wanted to have tried to have been an heir. I would have just, I would have ran away. Uh, yeah, after all I that. I would have just fled. Yeah, after all of that, and be like, oh, there's a, 
repeated pattern here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think I'm out. Yeah, I'm cashing in my chips. Why was he <laughs> called the Great? Do you know? Because, yeah, I don't know. Okay. I'm not even going to take a guess. That's okay. I mean, I've heard the stories before, but it's been so long. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't want to say on record, <laughs> you know, what it is. That's okay. um, but yeah, I'll have to, that's, you'd have to look it up. But um, I only have a couple more stories left. And this one is about a man from London. He claims to have been haunted by his late father for most of his life. Not only did his father's ring set off an EMF reader, but he can feel the man's presence following him all around his house. Smoke alarms go off sometimes too, usually accompanied by the smell of cigarette smoke, even though there isn't a smoker in the house, but his dad did smoke. He left a digital voice recorder in his room one night, and the next day, listening back, I heard, why can't you hear me? So, for one, is there any reason that a ring would set off an EMF detector? Uh, I guess is it... there's some... Yeah, it just, just depends on what it's made out of, I guess. But also, you know, I've heard a lot of stories of um, trigger objects, you mm -hmm. know. And if that was something that he was really attached to, you know, of course he could be. Um, you know, it... Kind of like the Warrens. Right, yeah. And, get you know, how they... They take those trigger objects or whatever these demons have attached themselves to. Um, but, uh, you know, if it, antique stores, you know, they always say watch what you buy at antique stores and stuff like that. Because, you know, you never know what could be attached to right. it. But uh, so I could see where a ring would be a trigger object. But, yeah, that was kind of a kind of a cool story. But it also sounds like, you know, he's been trying to get in contact with him for a while and yeah. he's like why can't, why can't you, hear, you me? hear me yeah uh so that's uh but i you know i'd like to know what the next step was you know surely they tried to keep going with that i think i wouldn't be as afraid no just i haven't ever experienced of you know and a voice recording well that's on what anything but you know, with that one, why can't you hear me? Yeah. That's well, less threatening. Well, and that's so getting I into. I don't think I would be as scared. You know, of that. but you got to keep going. You got to keep investigating to make, to see who you're talking mm -hmm. to. Just because you think that's who that is doesn't mean that's who it right. is. Um, now, I think the smoke alarm's going off. Bad Could battery. Probably, yeah, bad batteries, bad smoke alarm. So I yeah. definitely think. You know, Change it out. Yeah. Change out the battery and the smoke alarm, see if right. it still does it. Um, if it does, uh, you probably need to hire a chef <laughs> because, because apparently your wife can't cook. Yeah. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, it just seems like there's some logical explanations for some of it, but I think they, uh, need to investigate a little further and I hope they did. I'd like to know what they, what they found out after that. That, uh, it makes me think about, um. Oh, what was I can't remember, but it just makes me think about I've burned cookies before in the oven and set the <laughs> set <laughs> smoke, the smoke alarm detector off. off. But yeah, um, I think, I think I've ever, done that a couple times. I think everybody's done that, <laughs> but it's uh, but yeah, um, if that's their main thing, that's exactly what I would do: change the the batteries and because well, I mean, you don't even know if the battery you're putting in there is dead, so change the whole thing. Yeah, put a brand new in there and get some new batteries. 
try that out. More voice recordings. Yes, I mean, yeah, that drives me nuts in the paranormal field when people get evidence, but then don't pursue that evidence to get more. Um, I, you know, I've had people where they've gotten recorded. Oh, we got this awesome EVP, and you're like, oh yeah, that sounds good. Let me hear it, and you hear it. Oh yeah, what'd you get next? Oh, I went to Wendy's. <laughs> you know, I went to go eat. What? Why did you not keep going? You know, I get if you are, if something, if you feel uncomfortable or if you feel that um, you don't need to be there and you get that feeling you got to go, I understand that. But if you don't, you need to keep going. Keep pushing. Keep asking questions. Find and out I who you're talking to. I think it to. helps if there's two people. Oh, for sure. Because if I was, if I got, you know, voices, I would. I'd feel better if I had somebody else there with me my thing, by myself. Even when I started my first group, my thing was always pairs. You always mm-hmm. go in pairs because not only are you stronger as a team, um, because if you're somewhere by yourself, which I see there are situations where you should do that, but if you're somewhere by yourself and something happens, you're, I mean, you're quick to get out. You know, they say, when in doubt, get out. Mm-hmm. But if somebody's with you, you're stronger and you're able to, I think I can probably tough this out a little longer because I got somebody with me, but there's also somebody with you to help document what's going right. on. If you're getting evidence and they're seeing the same thing or hearing the same thing, that's two people that are getting the same evidence at the same time, not just right. one. So I've always been but like that. That makes me think about the elevator thing. I won't ride an elevator by myself. I'll always take the steps. But if I have somebody else with me or if somebody else is in the elevator, I will get on the elevator. But I will not ever take an elevator by myself. Uh, and you've got that phobia of being stuck on an elevator. Well, I remember the one time I might have told this. I don't know if I've told it on here before about the um, I was getting ready to take the steps. But then I seen that there was a lady in the elevator. So I'm like, oh, good. You know, I didn't want to be in the elevator by, my, by myself. But since you're in here, you know, I'll get on. And she... It turned out she wasn't going to the floor I was, but she ended up riding the elevator to the floor I was going on just so I wouldn't have to be by myself. And then she had to go back down, I think. It was it was funny. But. Or it could have ended up like that devil movie where they keep just got killed off by the old lady. Oh, sorry if you haven't seen that oh, movie. Yeah. I just ruined it for you. <laughs> but I uh, liked that movie, though. Yeah. I guess I should have put a warning before I said that. So if you haven't seen the movie, it is definitely not the old lady. (laughs) Don't listen to me. That's a good movie, though. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, now that we got way off subject. Yeah. We've been, that's... We do that every time. That's the theme, especially today. We have a topic that we go with, and then we go off the topic. So we have a starting point and right. a finishing point. Yeah. In the middle, you never know what you're going to get. <laughs> you're going to hear me say like and write and wow probably a million times <laughs> in between there. All right. Okay, I'm only going to do one more. I've got a ton of stories of deadbeat dads, I guess. But to keep this kind of short. I had a lot of stories too, but I'm only going to do one more too. Yeah, that's what it um, But, uh... I mean, who hasn't heard of Marvin Gaye? Let's get it on. (laughs) (laughs) Ain't no mountain high enough. Uh, um, Deeply in debt and battling drug addiction in 1983, soul singer Marvin Gaye 
who, by the way, added the E to his surname, uh, moved back in with his parents. It wasn't necessarily an easy move. Gay's relationship with his father, a former preacher and alcoholic, who, according to his wife, often dressed in women's clothes, had been okay. had been strained since childhood. Um, after an argument over an insurance matter, during which Gay tried to defend his mother, Alberta, his father took a gun and shot him three times in the chest, killing him. Gay had given the gun to his father for protection as a Christmas present. Uh, Gay was first charged with, Gay Sr., was first charged with uh, first-degree murder, which was later dropped to voluntary manslaughter after evidence revealed that he had, might have gotten into a physical fight with his son before pulling the trigger. Later saying, if I could bring him back, I would. Gay had a six-year suspended sentence and a five-year and five-year probation. Alberta later told Marvin Gaye's uh, biographer, uh, David Ritz, that my husband never wanted Marvin when he was born, and he never liked him. So. Now, I think I have read something about that before, that the story I read, I thought it said there was an altercation between his dad and his mom. And he was kind of stepping in to help protect his mom. That's what the story said at the oh, beginning. Okay. Yeah, it said that he had stepped in to, uh, um, you know, they were arguing mm-hmm. about an insurance matter. Oh, okay. And he had stepped in. Um, now, there are claims. Now, see, if you read into the story or you read into um, some of the, not to get too in-depth with, you know, the ID channel, but if you read into any of it, there's two different stories. One says that, um, Marvin Gaye Jr. actually had the gun in his room and had pulled it out on his dad. This was the first story that his dad said. He, so he had pulled the gun out on him. They got in a physical fight, and then he was accidentally shot. Three times? In the chest. Accidentally <laughs> shot three yes. times. Hmm. Okay. Now, the next story was is that they were, you know, he was arguing with his mom. His mom was actually in Junior's room talking with him, and the dad came to the doorway, and they were arguing. And the dad left, went into his room. I keep hitting my mic I stand. Know. You always get onto me for hitting my table or hitting my mic stand. You've done it like three or yeah. four times today. He he left the doorway, went into his bedroom, got, got the, the gun, gun, and came back mm-hmm. and shot him three times in the chest. So the story changes depending on where you read it and, and on the interviews. Six years. Was he in prison six years? No. 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 So he never served any it was, jail time? You said it was a six-year suspended sentence? Suspended I don't know sentence, what that means. And he got a five-year probation. Did uh, So he, I don't think he ever went to jail at all. That's um, you know, crazy. Did the wife stay with him? I don't know. Oh, okay. I didn't look that much into it. I just, every time, every father thing I looked up, Marvin Gaye Sr.'s story was on there. Uh, so I figured I'd throw that one in there. Who'd you give your award to out of the worst, the worst dad out of the ones you said, who would you give it to? Uh, Let me think back who we had. We had Marvin Gaye Mm. senior. We had hair the great who killed everybody. Yeah. He was bad too. 
I'm going to have to go. Or the one that killed his fa- his wife and his kids. Yeah. Genghis Khan. Yeah, because he, well, he was a tyrant and a yeah. rapist. Who we all could still be related to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's between those three for me. Hmm. It's kind of a toss-up yep. between... Uh, I would have to go Herod the Great. He was just paranoid that whole time, so he just started killing people off. But, I mean, the guy that killed his family. Yeah, I'm going to say, I'll go with him. You can go with the Herod? Is that his name? Yeah. Her- okay. I don't know why I was thinking it was Harold. Is there it's, a Harold the Great? I don't think so. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't think so. But, uh. Well, isn't there a town? Like, how do you spell H E R O D? Is that what it was? There's a there's a town in Illinois called that, right? Or is that Herod? 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 <laughs> there's Heron. No, not that. It's where Garden of the Gods is. H E R O D. I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. I don't know what you're saying right now. I don't. But know. yeah, I give it to the one that killed his his wife and his kids. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. I don't know. And like I said, I had another whole list of things, but I figured I'd stop it with. Marvin Gaye Sr. All right. I do have one more, but it's short. I don't remember exactly when the hallucinations began, but I do remember the first time I was in a ball on the floor crying my eyes out because all of the, because of all the flames and screams, which apparently only I could see. My dad found me. I don't know how I would have pulled through it if it hadn't been, if he hadn't been there telling me it would all be okay, that I was going to be fine, that everything would be fine. Afterwards, he kept bugging me about seeing a doctor or a psychiatrist or a priest or someone, anyone, who could help me with the horrible images in my mind. At first, I wasn't very keen on the idea. I didn't like the hallucinations, but I didn't like being told I was sick either. I didn't feel sick at all. But as the hallucinations got increasingly worse, and my dad kept reassuring me, I was just reliving some childhood trauma, and any person with a Ph.D. would be able to fix me right up. I finally went and had a talk with my doctor. He told me it was post-traumatic stress syndrome, that I was experiencing it due to the horrible crash my parents died in when I was a kid. He gave me some medicine, and the hallucinations went away, and so did my dad. So that's not a paranormal story, but... I think it's just even though her parents were dead, that her dad was dead. He still, you know, she had that bond with her right. dad. And he was, you know, even though he wasn't physically there or even spiritually there, you know, she, it, he still was able to help her. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. That makes sense. Um, I like it. Like she could always rely on her dad to right. help her. And even though he was dead, she was still basically relying on her dad to help right. her. So I think a lot of people do that. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people have uh, harder times with a parent dying than other people do. So I think there are, I mean, there, you know, there's a group of people out there that, you know, that really still rely on their parents. Right. Um, whether it's, you know, praying before you go to sleep or have just having a conversation in the car or, mm-hmm. you know, I still think, you know, um, that people, you know, that it's a, 
a bond you'll never you'll never replace right. you know so i think people do even when they're not here and they're gone you still talk to them you, that's why people visit cemeteries mm-hmm. you know and that's why we have these places not necessarily just because they passed on but that's why we have headstones and stuff i believe you know right. you can go out there and you can have a conversation and still feel like you're talking to them right. um so i can see you know the good part in that and hopefully that person is doing good now yeah doing well, hopefully so. um but uh yeah but anyway i hope that everybody's enjoying a good father's day for the the dads spending time with their kids uh for you know children spending time with their dads and for the the ones who have lost their dads and the you know dads who have lost kids you know hopefully they're comforted by good memories today. right for sure i'm getting ready to call my dad when we get done with this right? podcast yeah. so oh um, i have to do it okay okay <laughs> so i've had this stuck in my head all day well, I think it's because you were talking about the happy holiday. We were, happy holidays came up yesterday, so I've been singing this all day. Oh so. my god! Happy Father's Day, Happy Father's Day. <laughs> <laughs> Hope your kiddos are great, sweeties. Is that happy a real song? Happy Father's Day <laughs> to you. Yes, it's the Happy Holidays I've song. I've never the heard happy that. Happy Holidays. Happy holidays, yeah, yes. I've still never heard that. Well, it is a song. Okay. So, happy Father's Day. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed my lovely singing. <laughs> I hope you realize that's on the recording forever. I don't care. Forever. I wasn't trying to sound good. <laughs> I was just doing it to be silly. I wasn't trying to sound good. Um, I know I can't sing great, but I like to. The, um, But, yeah, I hope everybody has a happy Father's Day today. Um, we will. We're gonna be grilling and then eating some cheesecake later. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a good day. Yep. Um, if you have any stories or anything, not even you know related to Father's Day, just any ideas or anything that you guys want us to talk about, make sure to send us an email. Spirit Guides QSP Podcast at Gmail dot com or on Facebook or Instagram. Yep. Either one. You know we check them all. So we enjoy talking to you guys and uh, like hearing your stories. So keep sending them in. Yeah, and, uh, and hope you guys have a great week. That's and all I got. Yeah, that's all I got too. <laughs> Tune happy, in. Tune in next time. Yeah, happy Father's happy Day. Happy Father's Day. Bye, guys. Bye.